Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. I had a texter say, Bob, the best thing about the Edmonton Oilers going into round three against Colorado is it meant that Ryan Whitney of Spit and Checklets fame came to Edmonton. Today, the Minister of Transport, Omar Elgabra, puts a tweet out saying, we are flying the latest, uh, we are following, this is from the Minister of Transport, obviously a liberal, Omar Elgabra, uh, breaking news, we are following the latest science and we are suspending the current domestic vaccine mandates for air and rail passengers. It is remarkable what has happened since Ryan Whitney posted his infamous rant and frustration and exasperation at the travel conditions at Pearson International Airport in Toronto. Unbelievable what has transpired since then. It sometimes makes you believe that organizations would rather listen to an external source and fear the embarrassment and criticism that comes with that than their own constituents. How many of you right now feel that way? (laughs) Look, we knew the deal this year. It's a privilege to work in the National Hockey League. It was a privilege to travel around all season long. Everyone got vaxxed. But there came a point here when Canada reached a certain threshold in terms of the amount of population that ultimately was vaccinated that we were headed down an inevitable path when other countries throughout the world, including some pretty liberal uh, democratic countries, had suspended uh, things like a domestic and international vaccine mandate in order to travel. So I'm telling you right now, I wonder how much of this had to do with Ryan Whitney on Spit and Chicklets going viral with that rant. I'm serious about this. I wonder whether or not that played a factor. Come on, we all know the answer to that question. Nobody likes to be embarrassed. Without further ado, we welcome back to the show. You either love him or hate him. Some days I feel both of those sort of feelings about Mark Spector during the course of the same show. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack Friday and Saturday. Free parking, free admission. More info at thehorses.com. What do you think, Spec? Am I completely out to lunch or do you think it's somewhat feasible that external pressure like a viral video from Ryan Whitney got things going? and accelerated the process for the course of action that the federal government has taken. Completely out to lunch, or do you think maybe do you maybe do you think maybe getting some pressure from international travelers, especially in light of the fact that in several of the Western democracies in Europe there's uh, there there's there's no vaccine passport mandate in place. What do you think? 
Well, I think, you know, they clearly were at were at that point. The rest of the Western world is reaching that point. Now Canada seeing that we should be reaching that point and, you know, having other people, I guess, sure, like Whitney pointed out, probably makes people realize how, you know, sometimes how far behind we are. But uh, I listen, man. I'm All I know is in my business, every sports writer's, whining and moaning about the travel experience these days you and i included so <laughs> you know i'm not sure how different whitney was we all hate pearson airport let's face it yeah uh and again i'm you know i'm privileged because i got a you know all regular season got to travel uh, with oh yeah but you and jack were moaning like crazy when you had to fly commercial like the rest of us in the playoffs believe me i felt sorry for you bob i was i i was I was sympathetic, buddy. Yeah, well, that is who you are. You're often sympathetic to me, despite the fact uh, you better hope I never break my hand because I've been doing nothing but writing you checks for the last 15 years. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know when Matthew Kachuk made his little, hey, do you need me to write you a check? You know there was a comeback that came the other way from Evander Kane. You know that, right? Like, don't sure. be you won't be able to write a check if you got a broken hand. Like, you know something like that got said. Uh, oh, I, I don't want to upset the, uh, you know, the, uh, the the people that believe in flowers and daisies out there. There's nasty stuff said in the heat of battle, and sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's not. It's all a wonderful thing. Uh, Spec, we'll get to the Oilers in a second. Uh, we are going to bring Hart Levine on today at about uh, 12.45, and you can jump aboard the conversation. Uh, yeah. So we, we will morph into the uh, Oilers combo in a second. But just a quick thought, the Edmonton Oil Kings going 16-3 and this year in the playoffs. Um, I want to read a text, but it's so far down now because everybody jumped the board on the, on the uh, comment about uh, uh, Whitney. Here it is. Uh, Bob from the hat texts the show to say, Coach Lauer is an absolute beauty. I bet he would have won last year too. In the WHL, love that the coach didn't say anything during the timeout in the third last night. He deserves a great pro gig after this. John Sexsmith, who you and me both well know well, his son plays in the league. Uh, John's been telling me for three years Brad Lauer's the best head coach in the Western Hockey League. And the uh, the Oil Kings had a good team. They were stacked. They were loaded. And ultimately, they found a way to get it done. A quick thought from you on that. Yeah, well, you know, you got to remember that, that, you know, sometimes people in Edmonton pay – you know, lots of attention to the orders and a little bit to the Oil Kings. And really, oftentimes, only when they're good and when they're winning. And when they're not winning, we kind of, you know, let's face it, we don't spend as much time with them as we should. There's teams every year in the Western League, often more than one, Bob, as you know, that go all in to win the league and go to the Memorial Cup, right? Teams that sell everything, every draft pick, every prospect, so they can win right now. And a lot of times, those teams don't win. You know, a lot of times, remember that thing in Saskatchewan a couple of years ago where three teams did it? And, yep. you know, only one team went on out of that. So the credit I give to the people that run the Edmonton Oil Kings is when they decide it's their year, it is their year. They make it their year. They don't waste a lot of years going all in and not winning the league. Can I tell you? Uh, success. Can, I, can I tell you a funny? Do you know who Mitch Holmberg is? Yep. Okay. So he was a 20 in 2013-14, and Randy Hanch was the GM of the team, and they had a guy named Riley Keezer as a 20. And I remember telling him, you got to go get Mitch Homework. He's a 60-goal, 136-point guy out of Spokane. And, and Randy's telling me, 
Stoff, I can't upset the balance of my team. You know, Riley Keezer's blood and guts for my team. I'm like, you got to upgrade. You got to get more scoring. <laughs> he didn't make the trade. <laughs> and then the Oil Kings not only won the WHL that year, they ended up winning the last Memorial Cup for the Western Hockey League. So mm-hmm. now this year, they went in all. There, there's no. It started by picking up Kubasek from Seattle. As a, as a 20-year-old Euro European player, he's a double counter. That you, that's a rare when that happens. Then they went and got uh, Luke Prokop. Then they went and got Caden Gooley. And then they got Justin Sortif. Like, they cashed in their chips. And, Mark, it, it is a little sad because, as you know, they lost uh, Caleb Reimer, who unfortunately passed away in the car accident last summer. Six-foot-four right-shot center. He was a 2023 pick. He was going in the top two rounds of that draft. He probably mm-hmm. would have been their third-line center this year. Would have so been a big part of this team, yeah. He would have been a big part of it. So, you know, it, 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 that was tragic. This team has something to play for. But they've been when they got and they still aren't going to have all their guys because I don't think Dylan Gunther is going to be able to play at the Memorial Cup based on what I saw when I saw Dylan in the building the other night. I mean, it looks. I mean, if he's able to come back from that, wow. But bottom line here is they got a they got a heck of a chance to win and congrats to them. They did a good job. Yeah, and there they are. They've got that, you know, Bob Green and, and Brad Lauer and those guys. They got that cycle figured out that you need to figure out in junior hockey. You can't win every year. Kurt Hill. Right? You got, you got Kurt, Hill. Win, Kurt Hill. Excuse me, Kurt Hill. When yeah. you, you know, you can't win every year. You got to figure out the years you're going to win. And the, well, the credit I give this team is when they identify what year it's going to be, they come through and they do win. And that's a lot easier said than done, my friend. All right. This text just I got to read a couple texts on this. Ha! Ryan Whitney is omnipotent. Thinking his rant had anything to do with this is laughable. This was coming anyway in time for the tour uh, season. So there is one of the perspectives. Conversely, Crazy Cam, who's conceding that he's crazy, says 100% the change had to do with Witt's rant. Just another example of the ineptness of our federal government, as it also shows the contempt they have for their own citizenry. Uh, our country is broken. Well, maybe somewhere in the middle of that, uh, but then people say, ah, oh, you're being a wimp. Anyways, it is interesting timing, and that was a pretty incredible rant. I watched the whole spit and chiclet segment on it with Whitney, uh, who was kind enough to actually have yours truly on the show back in uh, uh, January, when I told him that the Oilers could go for a run. I said, don't worry, they'll make the playoffs and they have a chance to go for a run. Mark, all that said, Edmonton's going to have to do a hell of a lot of work. A lot of work to get back to the Final Four. And if they want to improve on that, there's a lot of work for this management uh, and coaching staff and, 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 and the players to do here carrying forward, isn't there? Well, there is because, you know, I, I mean, I don't know where it's all going. Uh, the From, you know, the... the Phone calls I've made. I don't. I was a little surprised to hear the the uh, some version of Duncan Keith retiring. I don't think he's going to retire. Now maybe I got the wrong stuff, but the people I talked to, I don't think he's going to retire. Uh, Zach Cassian buyout is far more likely. That contract's an anchor, and the player doesn't live up to it. So, I guess what I say to you, Bob, is is you can say that um, you buy out Zach Cassian. Uh, that's great, but you need to find some. You can't that Cassian with a a light skill player, right? You need some heft in your lineup, and the Edmonton Oilers. You know, it's not it's not anybody you're going to get. You also you're probably going to lose Evander Kane, 
So that's another guy that was a, yeah. you know, you and I like the same player. You don't need a whole bunch of guys like that, but you need some. And if you go into next season without a Zach Cashin, without a Vander Kane, uh, you can't just go to the market and pick up uh, a Nikushkin and, you know, another skill guy and think you're going to be okay. You're not going to be okay. When the playoffs come, you need a little bit of what Evander Kane brought. All right, there's a little bit of confusion out there on Duncan Keith. And again, this is only a hypothetical. Here's what we're going to do. In 90 seconds' time, we're going to hook up with Hart uh, uh, Levine from Puckpedia. And he's going to – I know he followed up on a bit of a conversation point that I had on yesterday's show. We'll ask him about Keith, theoretically, Mike Smith, and Zach Cassie and the options that are there. We'll tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, where you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion with Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue, open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Bob Stoffer and Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta with Hart Levine when we return. It is 1245 in Edmonton. All right, welcome back, everybody. 1248. I referenced Caleb Reimer, and there was a moment last night when Colby Hay, the backup goaltender, took Reimer's jersey as the Oil Kings celebrated on the ice. And uh, it was emotional in the building uh, when he flipped that jersey up and showed the fans. So, um, yeah, we'll see how the Oil Kings do. I'm telling you right now, whoever wins the OHL is going to be a tough out at the Memorial Cup. Schoenigan, a little light for me, uh, depth-wise, but tremendous top-end talent. This is Oilers Now. We're going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We have Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. We welcome back to the show Hart um, Levine from Puckpedia. Hello, Hart. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, I saw you uh, jump aboard and provide further documentation uh, regarding something that I said yesterday, that it was my belief that theoretically, theoretically, if Duncan Keith were to retire, that the Oilers would not receive a cap credit. Uh, perhaps you can extrapolate on that. Well, yeah, I'm hearing the same thing, although it's premature because the, I was told that if Keith's going to retire, then they'll start to like debate and discuss it. But we're, we're talking about the recapture rules, which went into place in the 2013 CBA, which was for contracts signed before that, that were those big, long backdiving deals. Uh, there's only a couple of them left that are still active. One is Keith, the other one's Shea Weber. And the way that it works is because these teams have these super long deals where the cap hit was way lower than what they were actually paying them for most of the contract. There's supposed to be a penalty if the guys retire early. Um, and so if Keith retires early, Chicago is looking at about a $7.5 million penalty. Um, it would be allocated over two years. But the way that calculation works is 
because the Oilers had Keith at the end of the contract where his cap hit was a lot more than the um, than the, what he was being paid. Based on that calculation, they should have like a negative cap hit or a cap credit. Um, and if you look at the 2013 CBA, it's, it's pretty clear in the calculation. Um, but as you mentioned, there's been some talk that the NHL told teams, oh, no, we're not going to give teams like a, a cap credit, which raises a lot of questions. Well, yeah. like, why would the rules change now? Because it's the NHL. Certainly was appealing. The, the Vancouver, I used to go on Vancouver radio and get blasted. Well, this isn't fair. What's going on? And I said, oh, I don't know. Those are the rules. Like, yeah, it's not really doesn't seem all that fair, but those are the rules. And the NHL told them. You know, we can't change them. That's what's written. And now it seems like, okay, well, they're going to decide to be creative and, and potentially change the rules now. And it begs some questions. So, like, there's there's a $7.5 million cap charge that Chicago should have, but there's this $3.5 million credit that that should be had so that over the course of the whole contract, it, it like, gets to even, right? So the question is, if the Oilers wouldn't get this $3.5 million credit, what happens to it? Does, does Chicago get it? Well, that wouldn't make sense. But then that means, like, League-wide, the salary cap, the salary cap space is lowered by three and a half million dollars because the league has just decided to change like a rule. Um, so how do the players feel about that? So there's a lot of questions. I, I, it's very confusing why why there would be some change uh, other than what's written in the CBA. So basically, they're taking three and a half million out of the pool of revenues that's supposed to go to the player in the long run. Is that what you're telling me? Well, not the revenue, out of the pool of compensation going, right? But I guess the argument would be, well, we've got this escrow balance. It's just $3.5 million, like of the escrow balance that's going to get paid off. But that's not really – that's not the rules, right? The, the teams agree to have, you know, $82.5 million – or the players in the teams agree that it's going to be an $82.5 million cap based on these salary cap rules. And now if this pool is artificially lowered by $3.5 million because the NHL doesn't like the rule that they wrote, that's kind of yeah. That that could be an issue, I would think, right? Like, where what happens to that three and a half million that that a team should have to spend? There's no to way spend. the PA agrees to this. There's no way the PA says we'll just forego the three and a half million that Ken Holland would normally now get to spend on players. We'll just let that ride. Like that's not the PA style to let that ride. Uh, you're yeah. yeah you're yeah, you would think so. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a tricky. Like again, I'm. And Mark, I think we both think. What would you say, seventy thirty that Keith, that Keith continues to play? Is that fair? Oh, at least, yeah. Okay, least. so it's it's likely a moot point, but the reality is, it is it is feasible that the league's going to need to address this. And uh, I'm I'm I I'm very intrigued to see how this ultimately plays out because it's certainly you know I saw your tweet yesterday, Hart, and I could see the consternation from the Oilers fans. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Here we go again. We're getting, and I, I don't really see it quite like that, but I want to get some more. It, it, it's an interesting one. Now, I want to ask you, I know Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff did a top 10 buyout uh, candidates. And one thing about players projected to be potential buyouts, there's always a possibility they could be traded. You don't know if there's a team. Like we have, I had somebody, spec. we were talking about Kane not re-signing, and Edmonton said somebody tweet me and say, why can't the Oilers trade for Tom Wilson? And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe because there's 30 other teams beside the Oilers that want Tom Wilson other than Washington and don't want to give him up. But, there is still physicality in the game. You never know what's going to happen, but maybe explain to us how the buyout theoretically could work on Zach Cassian if the Oilers ultimately went down that path. Sure. So if Cassian's bought out, he, he has a $3.2 million cap hit for two more years. If he's bought out, the cap hit would be 667 next year, then 1.89. 
the year after, and then two years of 967. So you're saving 2.53 million next year, like this coming year, and 1.3 million the year after, and then you, it's an, uh, a cap hit of 967 the following two years that you wouldn't have had if you if you just let the contract run out. So you know, as we've talked about this before, to me, a buyout's always like the absolute last resort. Like what you should always be exploring. What does it cost if I retained half and traded him? Because if you retained half, he's going to carry a $1.6 million cap it for two years. So that you're going to have 900,000 more cap it this year, but you're going to have about 300,000 less cap it the year after. And then you don't have those extra two years at the end of a $967,000 cap it. So what, what, like, would a team be interested in casting at 1.6 million for two years? Absolutely. And would you have to get, give an asset? to do that and also if a team's not interested in him at 1.6 million for two years well maybe they would be interested in taking him at 1.6 and then burying him for one you know burying him and he's only going to be you know 400 grand against the cap it for two years but then you're talking another then you're talking another asset being given up to get rid of him potentially yeah i mean we've seen a lot of teams retain trade i mean we saw richard panic got traded a couple times he had a two and a half million dollar cap hit, I believe, and he's been traded and retained a couple times at the end of his deal. So it happens. Um, it's just what does that asset cost, right? It's it's certainly a different. You're talking something much different than um, you know if you're trying to move out, you know, five six million dollars or something. Um, you know, you're, we're talking one point six million for a guy that. He's, he's an NHL player, obviously. He's a third, fourth line NHL player on most teams in the league, but he should be paid, you know, appropriately and is 1.6 appropriate. I don't think it's that far off. Uh, and I, here's where I jump in and say Ottawa and Columbus are both teams that probably could add a physical forward, and they've got lots of cap space. So just well, file that one away. With an Ottawa, the problem with an Ottawa, though, is, you know, they typically, and a Buffalo, they typically like teams, they're like, they like players where the cash is less than the cap hit, right? Right. Well, Cassian, yeah, this except year is 3.5. Except, hurt, except Ottawa has been informed they can spend more money on their team this year. Oh, yeah, that's great. I think we've heard that in the past, too, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Touche to you, Hart. We have heard that in the past. <laughs> Smack, so anything else you wanted to add since we got Hart on the phone right now for another yeah, couple, one more minute? Yep, go for it. The, all of these kind of deals where teams shed players like like a Cassian uh, are usually incumbent on teams trying to get to the floor, right? There's usually you got to find teams around the league. Do you find Hart or do you think, Hart, are there more teams in that position? You know, Buffalo is one of those teams. Arizona is always one of those teams. Are we getting more of those candidates as the years go by or less? Is there a good field? Like, does Ken Holland have more than one or two trading partners in that for that asset? Well, the floor is going to be just over $60 million. I mean, and right now I've got one, two, three, four, five, six teams that are like $60 million or less. Some of them have lots of guys to resign, like Calgary, obviously. I wouldn't, they're not yes. part of that. But, yeah, you got you got Anaheim, Buffalo, Arizona, Detroit, um, you know, Nashville, they've got to resign some guys, Seattle. So I don't, I, I think there's only a couple of teams that are really scratching at the floor, which is maybe like the Anaheim, Buffalo, Arizona, um, potentially Detroit, but you're going to have a, quite a few teams with like a lot of cap space in it. We've really seen, you know, um, we saw over half the league in LTIR this season, right? Yes. Um, we have 14 teams that have 
performance bonus over carryovers for next year, meaning they either finished over the cap or really close to the cap, and so all the performance bonuses earned were cap it for next year. So you've got half the league, let's say, is right at the cap or over the cap, but you really have another third of the league that has like a lot of cap space typically, and do they want to spend it? Do they want to weaponize it? Um, and So it's kind of, uh, we do have some haves and have-nots in the, in the cap world, but you know, it's kind of supposed to go away. Guys, we gotta, we're up against the news. Hart, thank you for your time. The website again? Puckpedia.com and Twitter at Puckpedia. Awesome work. Thanks a lot. That's Hart Levine. Uh, when we come back, more with Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.